This is Debbie, and welcome to the Offbeat Life Mentorship, where we go beyond sharing inspiring stories to helping a listener get to the next step of the life they truly want to live. A listener of the Offbeat Life podcast is given the opportunity to be on the show and interview a past guest and myself so they can pick our brains and learn our trade secrets. I am so excited to share this new mentorship segment on the Offbeat Life podcast. In our first Offbeat Mentor episode, I invite back Megan Drillinger, who is a location independent writer and the founder of Vera Journeys. If you want to get inspired by Megan's episode, make sure to go to theoffbeatlife.com and check out how to budget and hustle as a freelance writer. Megan has successfully created a thriving career for herself, and she has inspired our listener, Angelina Zepparelli, who is in PR and the host of the podcast, Unmapped, to pursue a career as a location-independent writer. I was fortunate enough to introduce these two amazing ladies and allow them to engage in an incredible conversation in order to get Angelina to get to the next level to become a freelance writer. If you want to be a part of this new segment, make sure to visit the Offbeat Life com or email me at guest at the offbeatlife.com for more information. This is so exciting for me, this new concept of actually mentoring a listener. And so I have Megan with me, Drillinger, and Angelina. And I am so excited to have you both meet each other. Yeah. <laughs> So Megan, as you all know, has been on the podcast before and she's an incredible writer. She's location independent and she's been all over the world and especially is an expert on Mexico. And Angelina is in PR and she wants to dive into the location independent lifestyle. And she has listened to Megan's episode and has been so inspired by her that I thought that they should be speaking to each other because they are two incredible people that can definitely get a lot of rewards from talking to each other. So Megan and Angelina, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So Angelina, can you tell us a little bit about what it was that Megan uh, spoke about that really resonated with you? Sure. I have done some of my own freelance writing and it's always been something I really enjoy. I, I love to write and listening to your episode, it was great to hear from someone who's successfully done it, done it really well and been able to really make a career out of writing and traveling and being location independent. It was just inspiring to know that someone was able to successfully do it so well. And if I could achieve like half of that, that I'd be in a good place. (laughs) So, you know, I was more just, I want, you know, yeah, the tips of how to do it and how I could potentially start doing more of it. Super flattered. (laughs) Blushing right now. It's really, uh, thank you very much for following along and I'm happy to help in any way that I can because this is the greatest decision that I ever made. So if I can help other women or other people in general just find what they want to do and then do it. That, that's what I'm here for. So you all can't see Megan and Angelina right now, but Megan is blushing a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> and I can tell Angelina is very excited. Uh-huh. Angelina, I know you have a few questions mm-hmm. that you wanted to ask Megan. What is the first question that you wanted to sure. ask her? So I really just want to ask you pretty much like everything about <laughs> this whole field. So I'm going to start real basic. Like how did you get started writing as your career? Sure. Okay. I don't get excited by a lot of things. 
So when I do get excited about something, that's the only thing that I have to do. Otherwise, I'm going to be super bored. So I have been writing since I was in kindergarten. And I wrote a story for a magazine, our elementary school magazine, in third grade. And it, at the back, they had an about the author section. And it said, you know, Megan likes AOL and <laughs> wants to be a writer. So even back then, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And then in college, I only took internships at travel magazines because I knew that I needed a job that would take me all over the world. Um, I, I was very fortunate enough to have a mother that loves to travel. So she took us traveling when we were babies, and I got that ingrained in me. I made writing my career because I had to. It was the only thing I knew I wanted to do. Yeah. So did you study journalism in college? I did. I studied journalism and anthropology. I went to NYU, and I don't know if it's the same now, but then you had to have two majors to do journalism. They wanted you to have journalism, but also with a focus. So I did journalism and culture. Would you say that having studied journalism or having a degree in journalism is necessary to landing a full-time writer's position? I don't think that it's necessary. I think it's certainly helped mm -hmm. quite a bit because there's terminology, there's legal stuff that you have to learn. And it's important to know how to conduct an interview the ethics behind journalism, all of that's very helpful, but you can learn that from a book. Not once has anyone ever asked me at a magazine, and where did you get your journalism degree? <laughs> so, but I do think it is important to have strong writing skills, mm -hmm. very excellent concept of grammar and structure and sentencing, mm -hmm. because what you get nowadays is a lot of people who travel but don't write. And so when they're brought down to sit and write something in a blog, it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And then to show editors that, they're going to see you don't know how to write. Right. So I think that's more important. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, good to know, because I didn't study journalism. So. <laughs> You're still fine. <laughs> And so I know you write a lot for Travel Weekly? Yes, I'm their Mexico reporter. How did you start writing for them? So I used to work for a magazine. It was a competitor magazine to Travel Weekly, actually. And I was there for six years. And once I started freelancing for Thrillist, the magazine I used to work for thought it was a little too edgy when mm. I was writing. And they basically gave me a choice in that I could freelance full time or stay with them and not freelance at all. And that for me was the catalyst to get out. Right. And I had already been writing about Mexico for that magazine, so I knew it really well. Mm -hmm. And Travel Weekly didn't care about my freelancing for other places. Mm -hmm. And they said, hey, we need a Mexico person. Do you want the gig? So now I work on retainer for them. And for you to be able to transition to that and it just fell pretty much in your lap. like They're, right. People at Travel <laughs> Weekly are super laid back. I yeah. mean, they have very high standards when it comes to journalism and whatnot. But as people, they're super chill. And they're like, yeah, as long as you don't write about Mexico for a competitor. Yeah. 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 We're good. It, it was the perfect fit for you then. It was. And you love Mexico, as I we know. You like to go there. So freelance. How do you start the conversation with an editor that you've never worked with before if you want to freelance for that outlet? I was fortunate enough while I was on staff with another magazine and also being with Travel Weekly, I go on press trips with editors all the time. So I meet a lot of editors from many different publications. Mm -hmm. And we form this organic bond and friendship because we're traveling together. I'm never being 
sneaky about it. I make it known that, right. hey, I'm a freelancer. If you ever need someone, please like let me know. And then maybe I'll send a follow-up email when I get back if mm-hmm. I've already met them. The advantage you have working in PR is you know editors all over the place. Yeah. So you already have them in your Rolodex. Mm-hmm. If it's somebody I've never met before, I have kind of a template pitch email mm-hmm. that I send. And actually, it was recommended to me by a friend, uh, Johnny, Johnny, actually, yeah. who has been on this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. And it's a great, catchy subject line. I don't try to get too fancy with the email itself mm-hmm. because editors don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I basically say who I am, what my a few sentences about what my idea is, why I'm qualified to write that, mm-hmm. and if you're interested, here's my website or other places I've been written. I, I've been uh, I've written nice. for. I've noticed that when you're pitching, you don't need to do like a whole page of anything. It's just to the point because a lot of people who are in that position, they get so many pitches already and they just want you to get to the point if they're actually really interested in what you have to say. So that's a really good advice. Do you find that you have to have a specialty that you write about with each editor or outlet? Like I know for Travel Weekly, it's Mexico, but for some of your other freelance ones, I know travel's your beat. So I guess like a beat within a beat. Yeah, I think it definitely, anything you can do to differentiate yourself as an mm-hmm. expert in something certainly helps because then over time people will start coming to you instead of you going to them. Right. And you can tailor it to what your interests are. I happened to, I fell into Mexico, but I ended up falling in love with Mexico. Mm-hmm. That worked out really well. And over time, I love talking about relationship norms. I love talking about sexuality norms. So I do a lot of sex and dating stuff where I get to really push boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I do that for men's health, which That's is cool. super fun. And then I started writing for Healthy Way. And they know I love travel and I love being active while I'm traveling. So they kind of give me the articles that they know I'm going to have fun writing. In the beginning, I say kind of take whatever you can get. Right. You don't want to be turning stuff away. You want to. You want people to know that you're easy to work with. Mm-hmm. But over time, you'll be able to cultivate what it is that you like. I think, too, especially when you're starting out, you don't know what it is yet. Exactly. Even if you're interested in one subject, you don't know where you're going to get yourself into yep. after, especially once you are location independent and you're exploring so many different things that you didn't know you actually wanted to write about. So it's really exciting to have this possibility. Take the first few months as like a shopping around period. Cast a wide net. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing I did when I was leaving my job. I pitched everyone Mm -hmm. and I saw what stuck. And over time, many of these editors I'm still working with and the ones I wasn't too hot about working, like the topics I wasn't that crazy about kind of fizzled away. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, just see what sticks and you might end up finding a subject that you love that you never even considered. That's actually great because my next question was going to be, for someone that wants to freelance, where do you recommend they begin? So, (laughs) Megan is a mind reader. Yeah. Basically take anyone that you've ever pitched for PR and pitch them for writing. Do you just pitch editors when you have story ideas or do you ever look if there's job descriptions that someone's looking for a freelance writer? Do you ever look at all of it. I do all of it. I also, um, will just introduce myself mm-hmm. uh, I, because I know that people often are looking for specific writers for things. I think in New York there are plenty of people that write about Mexico but because I go there so frequently I do have an advantage totally. so I just want editors in New York City to know that if they need someone on the ground in Mexico, hi. And I did that with Lonely Planet, actually. Yeah. I just emailed them that their specific Mexico editor introduced myself, and she said, yeah, I'd love to hear some of your ideas. And now I'm starting to work with Lonely That's Planet. That's awesome. So, yeah, it, that 
is very cool when that happens. Yeah. It doesn't happen all the Congrats. time, but I'll take <laughs> I remembered when Angelina mentioned you, the first thing that she said was you were an expert in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. definitely like got that label down. Thank yeah. you. Now that's what we know you for, the queen of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> For those places where you might look for freelance writer jobs, you know, I personally look on LinkedIn a lot, but are there other sites or resources you know of for finding writing jobs? Yes, and Johnny touched on this in her podcast. Mm -hmm. There are a few groups on Facebook, but they're secret, yeah. so I don't want to throw them out there, but I will tell them to you <laughs> after, after this. Thank yes. you. Um, but you can get yourself in cahoots with other women writers mm -hmm. in New York City or in the country, doors will open. Nice. Because women love helping women succeed, which is so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. We want to see more of that. Yeah. You know, that's why we're here. <laughs> resume question. How do you format your resume to showcase multiple freelance gigs? Do you, like, couple them all under freelance writer, or do you itemize them for each specific outlet? Um, I so my I have no eye for design whatsoever. My friend who is a designer designed mm -hmm. my resume, and basically what she did was it's not it's not that each outlet gets a bullet point. It's more overarching freelance writer. This is what I do as okay. a freelance writer, and here's where you can see my work. Because that's always been even for the couple of freelance outlets that I've contributed to so far, I'm always like, do I put them all together? Do I give them each their own bullet? So, Well, if you start having 12 or 15, exactly. your resume is going to be ridiculously long. Exactly. So. <laughs> so I definitely obviously want to freelance more. Are there any outlets that come to mind for you that you think would be good for me to pitch as you know someone who's starting out freelancing? That's a great question. Well, what are your interests? What would you like to write about? Definitely travel, adventure, food. New York City I'd be open to writing about obviously because I just live here and have always lived here so I know plenty about it yep. if you like writing about the city I think Thrillist is a great place to start um, they're always looking for fresh content and you know not everyone can be everywhere in New York City so that's a really good place for you to start if you want to do travel Orbitz their blog is very popular and they're always looking for travel content far and wide is another website that's building them themselves up and they are taking a lot of first person stories as well as listicle mm -hmm. ideas but they're very open to working with whatever is inspiring to you uh, the trades the, but they're very niche so mm -hmm. you have to it has to be something that a travel agent can sell mm -hmm. they won't accept a pitch on domestic travel mostly it's international like Mexico is huge Caribbean Europe China those destinations okay I've been to Europe so many times that maybe that's where I could, could start. be good yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you should do is look for places that you're considering pitching mm -hmm. and ask them for their editorial calendars okay so you can know in advance oh in December they're gonna be writing a ski story well I just went skiing at this new place I'm gonna pitch it so. yeah that's a great tip thank you and that's so many ideas that you just got I know so that's already starting right there. My, my juices are, you know, my wheels are churning. Like. I love that feeling, but I also, it gives me so much anxiety because I get so many ideas that I have, I'm afraid I'm going to forget them all. You have to like immediately write, write everything down. down. List everything, do everything you can to yeah. just 
put everything on paper or on the phone, as we all do now in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's a piece you've written that you're most proud of? I wrote a cover story for Travel Weekly once about taboo travel. And I've always talked a lot about the blurred lines in sexuality, in monogamy. Um, I believe that whatever is comfortable to both partners, as long as there's honesty and communication, mm -hmm. is totally healthy, fine, normal, whatever you want, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. Mm -hmm. I had gotten in trouble for writing an article about sex parties, and that's basically what led to the conversation at my previous magazine. Whereas Travel Weekly embraced that, and they said, we want you to write an article basically about swingers travel. And it was just the most fun <laughs> article to research, mm -hmm. to write, to interview for, and also to know that there's a magazine that is totally accepting of me. So, not that I'm a swinger, but I don't think <laughs> <laughs> that came out really we, we just had to put that out there. Not um, a swinger, not a swinger, if you are a swinger, totally cool with that. We accept everybody. We accept everyone. If, if you're location independent and a swinger, I would like to have you on the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. So that for me, it was just a culmination of a lot of important things. That's awesome. Yeah. Last couple of questions. Are there any travel trends that you're wanting to write about? So I just wrote another story about all-inclusives. And in the age of experiential travel, are all-inclusives at risk? Because the whole idea behind an all-inclusive was to keep you on the property. Mm -hmm. But travelers today are bolder than ever before. And now all-inclusives are kind of having to adapt to keep up with that. I think what's interesting is we've put such an emphasis on the difference between tourist and traveler, almost to the point where they're polar opposites. And I think we're doing a disservice by categorizing them that way. And I would like to write a story that basically says, so what if you're a tourist? Mm. So what? You want to take a photo in front of the Statue of Liberty? Take a photo in front of the Statue of Liberty. That's why you came to New York. You don't have to be ashamed of it. That's a really important uh, topic to talk about because it's for your memory as well. And 20, 30 years from now, you will look back at this. And if you don't have that picture you wanted, you spent so much money and time on this. Most people have their nine to fives and this is the only time they're able to travel and see this place. So why the hell not, right? And who <laughs> should dictate the way you want to travel? Yeah. That's your time. It's your money. It's your experience. Do it however you want to do it. And you can do both. I personally always thought of myself as a traveler, but I love going to all-inclusives and mm -hmm. eating at the buffet and not leaving the beach. <laughs> and I love that. So you can do both. That's yeah. an actual vacation, by the way. Exactly. So we need that. Definitely. I, I for sure, like, you need a vacation from your vacation sometimes. Yeah. And that's exactly the type of vacation that you need. Yes. That just, you just sit by the beach, you sit by the pool, you don't get out. Yep. I love those sometimes. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Any destinations you really want to visit and write about? Where? All, of them. All the destinations <laughs> that I haven't been to. But my short list right now, the Philippines. New Zealand, Argentina, and Bolivia. Cool. Yeah. Can we go to the Philippines together? Um, you know, I could I'm coming. That girl. Yeah, we're all going. 100%. We could do Vera Journeys in the Philippines. Okay, so that's the one that you're going to be the speaker for. Yes. Yeah. 2020 <laughs> Philippines. Amazing. 2020 Let's Philippines. You heard it here, everybody. <laughs> that's it. That's all I had. Oh, this was so much fun. Yeah. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you for the knowledge that I can't wait to now go write down all my ideas and things I have to do. <laughs> any intros or, or any help at all getting started, please use me as a resource. I am happy. The, the only reason I got where I am is because of the people that helped me. 
and the introductions that I was given from already established writers. So I am happy to pay it forward. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This is incredible. I love this. So Angelina, what was the best thing that you took out the most from talking to Megan? Yeah, I think it was just invaluable, all of the amazing tips about how to actually do it. You know, we hear a lot of amazing stories about people that are travel writers. And I feel like a lot of times it's, you just hear from A to B. I wasn't and now I am. And what's in between is so helpful to someone that's not there yet. And so just the outlets that you recommended that I could reach out to, how to pitch them, casting my net wide, looking at editorial calendars, like literally all the things that I'm now bookmarking in my head to do. (laughs) um, That was like super helpful. Yeah, I'm really glad. It's amazing, too, that sometimes you don't realize until somebody points out to you how much you already have in your network Mm -hmm. that you can take advantage of and you can reach out to that person already. And you wouldn't have thought about it if someone told you about it. So that's that's great. And I I love that you're both able to connect and to do this. (laughs) I do want to emphasize already, just so you know, you're already at a tremendous advantage. Not only do you have clips Mm -hmm. that you're already published, but you have a whole arsenal of email addresses of editors so definitely don't hesitate using those because you have them yeah I can't wait to get started (laughs) (laughs) so now Angelina what is your next step after talking to Megan and that you and I had spoken as well what's your next step into becoming location independent and what's what's the story here girl (laughs) yeah I think um, definitely just trying to get a couple of new outlets under my belt new editors that are open to working with me so I mean as soon as I can I want want to put together that template email, just research the editors to reach out to and what, just start thinking about what stories I'd want to write and really just start building that Rolodex, I guess, of my editors that I could pitch for me to write for them. And you also talked to CIEE. I, I'm talking to them today yes. to hear all about teaching English abroad and teaching English online. Yeah. And it was funny because Angelina and I spoke a few days ago and I was talking to her about CIEE and how great it is. And she texted me the next day and saying that she had spoken to her boyfriend and now he's really into it. Yeah, he's very gung-ho about it, so I'm all for it. So we're going to explore that as a potential opportunity for us. That's incredible. That's awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. So, uh, Megan, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? They can go to my website, which is drillandjourneys.com, or if they want to learn um, ways to kind of take their businesses off the ground and maybe become location independent or start a company of their own, I have my company, Vera Journeys. They can go to verajourneys.com, and our next retreat is in May in Puerto Vallarta. Can you tell us who your speaker is? Because I'm really excited about this next yes. retreat. I, By the way, guys, I was in the first one, and I have met so many people because of Megan in the retreat and I've interviewed some of those fellow Vera Journeys women as well on this podcast. Can you tell us what, what it's going to be about the next Yeah, trip? so Elena Olick is our speaker for the next retreat and she is a serial entrepreneur. She moved here when she was 16 from Russia um, and she started the website Daily Mom. She owns that website and then she started a bunch of other websites like Every Avenue Life, Be Fit and Travel. She's very into fitness as well but she has her hair in so many different pots. She's an expert writer, photography, videographer, marketing. So she's a very good blanket overview entrepreneur person to kind of touch people in a lot of different fields. And I'm super excited to have her 
join us in May in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, that's so exciting. And I interviewed Elena and I told you guys this before she made me cry. because She's <laughs> so inspiring. Now, what about you, Angelina? If we want to know more about you and what you're going to be up to in the coming months, where can we find you? Sure. You can find me on Instagram at wherenextangelina or on my blog, whereisnext.com. And you also have a podcast. I do. <laughs> we just wrapped up season one and it's called Unmapped. Amazing. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me here in beautiful Madison Square Park. Thank you so much, ladies. I really appreciate you guys doing this. This is what I envision the podcast to do, is to really help each other out as women, as people in general, because I don't want to just help women, obviously, but it's great to see this. So thank you again. I'm so appreciative of both of you. Thank you. Thank you for connecting us. And thank you, Megan, for, again, all your wealth of knowledge. Thank you. Um, This has been really fun. (laughs) Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Megan and Angelina. Make sure to visit TheOffBeatLife.com. Again, that's TheOffBeatLife.com to get more information on the Offbeat Life mentorship segment. Hey, Offbeat family. I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.